I have been so eagerly awaiting to get this episode into your hands because you are an ambitious entrepreneur. You are a business owner. And I bet you, you will raise an eyebrow at the idea of the fact that if you took time off, if you found rest, if you're a mom that's going to have a baby and you took a maternity leave, that your business not only could sustain it and that it's possible for you, that it will serve the massive growth of your business. That's why I brought in my dear friend, Allie Caffrey. She is the founder of Operations Agency, a super successful business that supports entrepreneurs, some of the top dogs and big names in entrepreneurship in their operations. And through that process, she has created frameworks that have allowed her to serve entrepreneurs in taking space and preparing and setting up their business to be systemized and operating in a way that allows them to be in that CEO seat, not in that constant doer in the weed seat. And then after having her two kids and going through two very different maternity leaves, one where she was working immediately after having baby and the other where she actually took months off and seeing that after that second one, her business grew and she created master maternity leave. So I want to bring this episode to you today and this conversation to you because Allie is going to blow your mind in what's actually possible for you because I talk constantly to entrepreneurs with no teams, small teams, just contractors, bigger teams, and they all share the common thread that they are the engine of the business. How could I ever take substantial amount of space? I'm not talking like a week off for vacation, but actual space to be in that leadership zone or take a sabbatical or take a maternity leave and come back to a business that's not on fire. And Allie's argument is not only can you do it, you should do it. And when you do it right, your business is going to thrive more than it ever has before. You're going to come back from a maternity leave to a business that's ready to just absolutely grow and take off. So today's episode is going to be a paradigm shift for many of us. I also have a special secret announcement in this episode that I'm super excited to share with all of you. Let's tune in to my conversation with the amazing, beautiful, talented Allie Caffrey. Hey, you're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz. This is the space where we equip overwhelmed entrepreneurs to become the confident, visionary leader their business, team, family, legacy need to win. After working with countless entrepreneurs over the last decade plus, I've noticed this theme. No matter the level of success they achieved, and I've worked with some incredibly successful business owners, they get to this point where they're asking, now what? You know, what am I being called to next? What does next look like? How do I get there? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact and you want to feel less frantic and in the weeds of your day-to-day roles and instead lead with that vision and that peace and that intention and that clarity. You want to wake up each morning with that clarity and vision and the time and the margin to do what you love in your business and in your life with your family. This show is where industry leaders come to grow into their next level of achievement and purpose and impact and legacy, success in business and true legacy at home. Get ready because we both know you don't just need another strategy. It is time for your breakthrough. 
This is a conversation that I've been wanting to have on the show for a long time with the right person, and you are it, Allie. So welcome to the show. I'm so pumped to have you with me. Oh, I'm pumped to be here, Liz, and I appreciate the confidence. So I've had the privilege of getting to know you and your businesses over the last few months in our mastermind, and I'm continually blown away by how your mind works and by your ambition and how you interweave all of that with this heart for your family. And it's been really cool to see the gears turning for you when you start to talk about things that are, for many of us, like hard to process, like operations and systems, and really how to access new levels without having to necessarily burn more midnight oil to get there. So before we dive into our conversation around how systems can be freeing and why they allow you to access rest in your business, which then creates a positive ripple effect because that rest can ultimately create growth, which I know is going to be a paradigm shift for a lot of people. I would love for our audience to get to know you better. So give us a little bit of a behind the scenes, pull back the curtain into your world and what led you to create Master Maternity Leave specifically after years of success with operations agency, which you still are growing and seeing success with. Yeah, I appreciate that. Sometimes when someone tees you up to give the little intro about yourself, there's always like a pinch me moment where you're like, dang, I did all that stuff. <laughs> um, but over the last, so we're in our seventh year at operations agency. I've been working for myself, growing a team, working as an operations strategist for a lot of big names in, in the business. So I've worked with the leading Facebook ad strategist in the game for entrepreneurs. I've worked with PR and speaking strategy. I've worked with health and wellness and fitness. It's been a crazy ride. And I feel like a lot of times what happens when somebody comes and knocks on my door is they say, I started my business because I'm really good at this thing, but I don't want to run a business. Mm -hmm. And not that they don't want to run a business. Maybe they just don't know how to run a business. So that wasn't in their specific training. And then a lot of imposter syndrome, negative self-talk comes up and they start to say, maybe I should have just stayed a personal trainer. <laughs> I shouldn't have launched my own personal training company, right? And so working with somebody like me can help defrictionalize that process and really just create the certainty and the clarity of what should I do next? Because then when you start to Google what should I do to make my business more profitable or what should I do to make my operations more streamlined? 10,000 things come up, maybe more, right? Of things you can do. And so it's really interesting to consider like over the last six years, we've done like process documentation, efficiency, systems building, project management, and all of those things. But the one thing I found that most founders are suffering from is literally not resting enough, like not detangling themselves from the day-to-day -day operations of the business so much so that they just forcibly take time off and allow their team and their business to just solve those problems on their own. They helicopter parent the dang thing. Mm -hmm. And it's so telling about like how the business is going to grow, right? It can literally not grow past the one person who keeps injecting themselves into every single problem that the business faces. And so when I started to look at, at the time it was five years, when I started to look at the last five years of successes and things that we've worked on at Operations Agency, I was like, what is that one thing? And so last year I set out to write a book called The Sabbatical Method, How You Can Leverage Rest and Grow Your Business. And I was thinking about a particular client who came to me in a serious moment of distress and she 
had ignored her personal and physical health for so long that she had advanced lipidemia. And she was so sick that she had to drain her lymphatic system every few hours. That was what her doctor was recommending. At-home treatments, fully supine, couldn't work. And this particular person came to me, high-level executive coach for companies like Airtable and GoDaddy. And you're like, whoa, how did this happen? How did we so impactfully make so many different changes in other people's lives and executives' lives. But here we are fully empty, you know, fully like just unable to do the thing that we were gifted to do. And so when I developed the process of taking more time off for my business was actually when I was on the heels of my second maternity leave with my second son. And I asked myself the really important question, was maternity leave an amplifier of my business or was it a detractor? And I made the solid conclusion that maternity leave was an amplifier in my second maternity leave and a detractor in the first. So of course I was like, what did I do differently? What was that difference maker? And so that's how Master Maternity Leave was born because suddenly I got so many other folks who were coming to me who were expecting babies in their business, whether it was a husband and wife team or a mom who was expecting her second kiddo and was like, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> that, sound, that was crazy. Right. And so that's where Master Maternity Leave was born. I feel like this whole conversation is going to be really counterintuitive and probably hard for some people to digest. And I know it was that way for me because I was so programmed to produce. Like my value was in the physical, I can tangibly check it off a list, production of each day. And that was how I deemed whether I was successful that day and how I felt like that was the lifeblood for my company. There was no, we weren't going to do the things necessary to be viable, to have cash flow, to grow, or even to sustain if I wasn't producing. So the idea that not only is rest and space from your business possible, yes, even if you have a small team or business, but it's necessary for that growth. And I think I experienced that fully for the first time. Like I would take like what I call visionary leadership days or quarterly retreats. And I always was so amazed by what would happen, not just in how rejuvenated I was, but the thing that, you know, like whatever the thorn in my side was in that season in my business that I was beating my head against the wall, trying to figure out or doing the same things over and over, hoping for a different result. All of a sudden I had that 30,000 foot vantage point where I was like, you dummy, it's this, go this path, change your direction, make this decision, innovate here, let go of this person on the team, hire this person. Like it all just became, came into focus for me, but it really dawned on me when I took a sabbatical for the first time, was it one year ago when I was pregnant with our fourth and it was so eye-opening and the growth we saw after that rest period, and it wasn't like I was just kicking my feet up. It just gave me the space I needed to think and contemplate and dream and envision and focus on my own leadership growth and all of those things that were necessary. So it was very purposeful and intentional. But man, I couldn't believe what the positive ripple effect and the growth we saw after that. So I think you need to enlighten the inquiring minds, Allie. Like, how is this true? Why is it that we can to use your phrase, have an ROI on rest. And for all the people that are sitting at their desk listening to this or on their treadmill listening to this while writing a blog post or whatever their <laughs> production is for that day, 
thinking, yeah, that's just not available to me. I'd love for to get your take on why it's not only available, but it's a necessary next step. So I'll start with a story. The first coach I ever hired into my business, he's amazing. His name is Chris Smith. He runs a company called The Possibility Company. They just rebranded. And I remember I was on a coaching call with him and I said, Chris, I would love to charge 15K for one day of my time. That would be amazing. I don't understand how you do that. I said, what do you do? And he said, you know what I do, Allison? I tell people that my price for one day is 15K. <laughs> and I remember being like, what? This wasn't helpful at all. Like I remember immediately discounting it and being like, he just has so much more confidence than I do, so much more skill, blah, blah, blah. Fill in the blank here. I immediately went with the negative. And now years you know, later, looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, that's what you do. You just go and do the other thing until your body, your mind, and all the things can catch up with that value that you've created. So I think a lot of folks are doing project management jobs, copywriting work, doing all the, the things that happen in their business, and they're calling themselves a CEO or they're calling themselves mm -hmm. the director or the president or whatever, but they're not willing to do CEO things. They're not willing to do director level things. So I think oftentimes what we do is we get stuck in the weeds of the business and we then start to think the small thoughts that are aligned with the little tiny small actions in our business because that's where we live every day. So if we create the space to get out above the business, that's when we start having big thoughts and we start having those big breakthroughs on where we want to go next. It's because we've created that space for ourselves to do that. The easiest way I've seen this done and we talked about this, Liz, in our mastermind meetup, which I thought has like just spread like wildfire now, is the 90-90 principle. I used this writing the book, and it's the biggest thing I think that you can do for your future growth is just to carve out a small amount of time every single day and say, I want to be the CEO of my organization, so I'm going to be that for 90 minutes every day just for a short amount of time. And I'm going to work on a project that a CEO would work on. And I'm going to lead my team and I'm going to direct my vision and make sure that feels really clear. And what happens is it starts to pour over into the other stuff that you do because your brain now thinks of you for the first part of your day as the CEO. You're doing those things. And I think it's so challenging because I think we try to overcomplicate it so much we think, oh, I possibly, I can't possibly find enough time or I can't possibly do these other things. But if we just lead with a little bit of action, all of a sudden our brain is actually wired to think to solve problems for us. And so if we start to lead with that action and things start falling through the cracks, then as our leader brain, our CEO hat is on in the first 90 minutes of our day, we can be like, okay, looks like we're having trouble meeting deadlines because I've moved out of some of the areas of the business. What would need to be true for that to be met? And I think that's a really important question that you need to ask yourself before you go on, right? What would need to be true for me to see myself as a CEO? What would need to be true for me to be able to take three months off from the business? What would need to be true for me to feel like I can thrive through maternity leave? And I think your brain is, is so special and spectacular that it does. It starts to solve for some of those problems. And the more you can remove yourself from the day-to-day -day of the business, even if it's just for 90 minutes, the more throughput your brain is going to have on starting to solve some of those problems for you. I need to digress for a sec because I know you're feeling called to your next level and you need to stop spinning those wheels and hoping your business is just going to grow or someday you're going to have more freedom or maybe you're going to finally become known in your space. And I get it because that was my reality for years. I was stuck financially and I want to share what the differentiator was between being 
in that plateau financially, not having freedom, not having time, to breaking into several million, to finally getting that momentum at my back and feeling like everything was falling into place. And the difference for me was going from trying to figure it out and testing a bunch of things and guessing as to what would work to having one mentor in my life who believed in me and was willing to pull back the curtain on his eight-figure business to show me exactly what he was doing that worked. And all of a sudden, I had the answers to the questions and the solutions to the problems and the systems and the strategy and the leadership mindset I needed to have to, to be able to lead my business to success. And that's what I've done for you. I've compiled all the resources and the templates and the systems and the strategy and the leadership wisdom and the plug and play tools into one convenient place. So when you have questions about how to increase your sales or your conversions or how to have better messaging and marketing so that you attract the right people or how to lead your business well or how to grow your team or create a team culture that just leads to this mission that is taking off all of those things, they're in one convenient place, a resource hub that we call your breakthrough year because you use it and you have your breakthrough year and you can pull from it whenever you need it. No more feeling stuck or wasting time and money. If it worked for me, if it worked for my many high-end clients, my high-performing clients, it's in there for you to leverage. So go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash leader and get on the wait list because only those on the wait list get a special discount and access to incredible bonuses like my most profitable year system and how to boost your sales and increase cash flow instantly. You guys, this one's a no-brainer. So go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash leader and get on that wait list. Yeah, it's like exactly what we talked about at the retreat we just hosted. We had Ali speak at as well as one of our participants, but also bringing value to the group. And it bridged so perfectly with the conversation we had that I was bringing to the table of the be, do, have, right? Like it's exactly what you're saying. You're asking the question, what would a CEO do? And I look at the 90-90 that you brought to all of us, which has been so fun to watch, like you said, spread like wildfire within the the mastermind because everyone in the incubator is sharing their 90-90. And then already, what are we, two weeks since we had that event, already sharing their wins from that. And the power Like big financial wins. Big financial wins. And what's awesome is everyone sitting there listening to you talk about this premise had a block around it. Everyone was asking questions of, I don't have the time to do that. Or like, my schedule is too packed or my kids wake up early, so I can't really fill it in. So everyone had to break down those walls and start to to live into that be, do, have and say, okay, but what would a CEO do? And to me, when you feel like you're that overwhelmed entrepreneur who's in the weeds, and then you think of that CEO that you need to become, 90-90 is the gateway. Right. So if you're like, but how? Because my reality is that I am a solo entrepreneur. I only have contractors. I have a small team and I do have to do the things. Yep. And the way that you're going to start to work your way there is taking 90 minutes in the morning to dedicate to the exact CEO like actions that are required to get to that next level to start to see things differently. And to your point, for those that can't comprehend that, you have to do it to understand it because. You you hit the nail on the head when you said your brain will start to fill in those gaps. If you haven't done it, it's like faith. Like you can't see what it's going to do for you yet. You got to friggin' do it and then you'll mm. get to see it. Like you don't get to have the reassurance that this is exactly how it's going to work. You have to do it and allow those synapses to fire where you're going to see things that you're not seeing them. So I can already anticipate people saying what kind of things are CEO-like things or what kind of things could fall in that 90-90. I know we fleshed this out with a lot of the members of the incubator, but I'd love for you to just speak to 
what it looks like to be a CEO? Because I think sometimes people might end up accidentally or intentionally falling into the trap of misunderstanding what those 90 minutes should be dedicated to. It's not your time to like power through your checklist or to be in like major production task mode, but what could that time go to? Yeah, it's a great question. And I do actually get asked this pretty frequently. So there was a book that came out a few years ago now, or maybe even more called Eat the Frog. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, It was like, wake up first thing in the morning and do the hardest thing you have to do. And I want to say no, (laughs) like don't do that. Wake up first thing in the morning and create a future life that you want to have. And so that's the big mission statement of what 9090 is. So when I was writing the sabbatical method, I told my team, I was like, I'm going to write this book. And they were like, when? (laughs) You have no time. You're in meetings all day with clients. All you're doing is leading client strategy and working on operational elements of people's businesses. Like you have no time. And also at the time that I started writing that book, my son Jack was nine or 10 months old. So he was like tiny. And I also have a three-year-old at home. So talk about the, my kids wake up at all weird hours thing. Like that was not an excuse that I was willing to accept as an excuse that made me not write my book. So I think starting with creating something that is a future version of of what you want to make. So for me, that was building authority. That was crystallizing my frameworks, making sure that somebody had a tangible thing. I felt like it propelled me into thought leadership. And that was a big goal for me last year was to actually crystallize my thought leadership and make sure that I had demonstrable authority in the craft that I've been practicing over the last five years at the time. So that was my big goal. And the big thing that I decided, and there's a thousand strategies, right? I could have launched a really profitable YouTube channel or done a bunch of other things. But instead, what I did was that. I decided to write the book. And that's why we call it 90 minutes of focus for 90 days is because it's focus time. It's one thing. It's not 80 things. It's not punching out the task list or setting up 19 different reports. It's doing one thing. And so oftentimes when I find that folks are suffering specifically from like operational structure in their business so much so that they can't take themselves out, a lot of times what we focus our 90 minutes on is creating that structure, right? So right, creating the future business that you need to function. So that could look like setting up a key report, right? For example, that you look at every single week and you say, What is the success rate of the tactics that we're trying, right? What does that look like for us? And I think setting it up is really just going to depend and have to align with your vision. So one of the things we talked about pretty extensively, Liz, is that like within the vision of our company, there live the goals that we want to hit. And then those goals are achieved by the specific strategies that we plan to implement. And then the tactics of the week over week things that we decide to launch or create in the business. And then we've got our daily activities that we do. And so my goal for everybody that I work alongside and encourage and cheer on is that we, instead of living in a task list based day, we can live in an activity generating day, right? We're proactive. We can create, we can help solve problems and really think ahead versus being stuck in the problems of now crowding out the essential to tend to the urgent. So the 90-90 will look different for pretty much any person who tries it. Some of the low-hanging fruit, I think, are like big projects that are really 
that you know, you've been meaning to do, right? Like for me, like I've been meaning to write a book for a long time, but then I thought, am I going to get serious about this? Or am I going to just keep meaning to do this thing for the rest of my life? And so if you've got a big project that you really want to release out into the world and serve people with, do that thing, make a course, write a book, develop a coaching program, a proprietary process, like create that thing that you've been meaning to create. I also see a lot of folks focusing on their personal health, especially in entrepreneurship. Burnout is so real. It really Really is. And a lot of folks can actually sit here and probably admit that they haven't focused as much on their personal health as they probably should have. And that this is so massively important, especially for my solopreneurs or my folks who just have a handful of contractors. You are your business, period. So if you are exhausted and out of shape and unwilling to or unable to do the hard work, then so is your business. <laughs> like it's so undetangable, un non-detangleable. I'm making up words over here, but really challenging to detangle you from your business at that point of, of solopreneurship and all the things. And if you are really feeling exhausted, then that's going to show up in your client calls. It's going to show up in the way that you're enrolling new customers. It's going to show up in the way that you lead your team. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And we saw one of the women in the group was sharing, she's, she runs a very successful business, but has been going through a really hard season. And it was funny, like maybe, I don't know, a couple of months ago in the beginning of our program, we had everyone do a time audit and determine like where, what's your biggest goal? And then audit your time and then look at where you're spending your time and determine how much of your time is dedicated to moving the needle towards that goal that you keep saying you're working towards. And she mm -hmm. did her time on it. Her big goal was more sales. Like it was all about mm -hmm. cash flow and profitability. And she's like, oh crap, I spend 3% of my, less than 3% of my time on anything sales related. So over the last um, couple of weeks after you presented the 90-90, she's used that 90-90 time for personal reach outs and sales conversations and just got lasered in and now has produced in a couple of weeks, what was it like 70,000 or hundred thousand? I can't remember what the number was, but it was something staggering in such a short window of time, especially when a lot of times those types of conversations need time to bear fruit and it's already bearing fruit. I just think about that vision that you have and then chunking it down into those goals and thinking about what is going to drive you towards that. What is going to be the big leap for you and using that time and the magic that can happen in that bridge of 90-90. And we talked about this too, like if it has to be 60 minutes for 90 days, like whatever can make it digestible and doable for you, but it has to be for 90 days and it has to be every day. It is, it's a discipline you're developing. It's the same way the first week of working out sucks. The second week you're like, I can tolerate this because I can actually sit up and uh, sit and stand without feeling like my legs are going to break. But by the third week, <laughs> you just go into that gym or that workout space and you just do it. And by the fourth week, your body's craving it because it is just yeah. discipline that is that you're feeling improvement from. And that's what we want. We want that growth. I want to talk about maternity leave specifically, because I know a lot of the women listening are borderline ready to check out when they even hear that because maternity <laughs> leave, it's just not something that maybe they've ever considered or put on their radar because I know I once believed that, that maternity leave was reserved for people who worked for big companies who would pay for their time off, not entrepreneurs who run their own show. I remember with my mom, she still runs her own business to this day and she never took a maternity leave. So that was just what was in my head of, 
have, I remember like the stories of her like breastfeeding me between clients and stuff like that, because that she brought me to the office and had a little bouncer seat in the conference room. And that was just how she rolled. And so that was my mentality of, oh, it's just not available to people like us until we make so much money that we can hire so much team and train them up so well that they can run the show. But Again, you don't even say that it's just possible. This is my favorite part about this conversation around maternity leave. And I want everyone to tune in because you don't have to be pregnant to to embrace this conversation because maternity leave can be literally maternity leave, like you're having a baby and you're planning for that maternity leave. But the other thing could be like, is it time to take that gap and that space and that rest? Like this kind of applies across the board, but not only is it available to you, it could actually become the catalyst for business growth that you've always wanted. And you can come back not only refreshed as the you, but you can come back to a business that's finally systemized and working the way you've always wanted it to work, which is a very bold statement. So I'd like you to back that up because I know there are going to be people who are like, she better give me some like evidence as to how this is true because I can't even fathom <laughs> it. So if you want all the things, if you're like a details person like I am, DM me on Instagram. Just DM me Liz. I'm at Allie Caffrey. I'll send you my comprehensive maternity leave planning guide. That way, if you're like very visual, you can take a look at that as we're chatting through some of this stuff. Because I think oftentimes when we go to tackle a project like this, we feel like, oh my God, there's 10,000 things I need to do. Or actually, once I start doing the first hundred, then now there's 50,000 things to do. And the list just seems to get longer and longer, right? But I think if we focus on the right things in the right order with the right intention, we can really easily create this for ourselves. And so I'm going to first and foremost say that as women who run our own businesses, we create things out of thin air every single day. So why on earth do we feel like we can't create our own maternity leave out of thin air? It's absolutely bonkers to me when someone says what you said, Liz, like, Everyone who takes a maternity leave has a full-time job and benefits and all the things, and I can't possibly access that. The answer is yes and better. Like we can access it and we can access it better because we, as leaders of our business, have access to real-time results. Like I actually said this to somebody I was interviewing for an open position at operations agency yesterday. She is actually worked with former government programs, which is pretty interesting. And I was like, you clearly have to have uh, an eye for red tape and operations and all that stuff. And she asked me a really funny question. She said, when we work with our contractors, how long does it take them to get back to us? Is it like a couple days, a couple weeks? And I was like, we have internal communication and operations agency that's like within 12 hours of like at the very longest amount of time. We work quick. We can implement quick. We can pivot quickly. It's something that small businesses have available to them that other bloated organizations don't. And that is the biggest benefit is that we can put in action, like doing our 90-90 and see $70,000 or $100,000 within a few weeks on the other end of it, right? You don't have that power as an employee. You might have benefits in the golden handcuffs, quote unquote, like that might exist, but also you can create things on your own terms as a small business owner. So I think that we can and should be willing to and excited to create a maternity leave that brings us into the next stage of ownership. So you know my theories on rest and why it's super important in detangling yourself from the business. And maternity leave creates a great forcing function for that in a couple of ways. 
The first is that we literally won't really be able to work on our business like while we're recovering with our baby, at least in the very beginning, right? If you're working online, you might be able to take a couple calls and things like that, but those first few weeks are hectic. So I always plan to work with my clients on creating space in those first like few weeks, at the very least the first month of really being in a position to just be with their family and be with their child and connect with, okay, my my family has just grown by one. We have all these things that are going on. And now fundamentally, I am different. I'm a mom of two now instead of one, or I'm a mom of one instead of a mom of zero, right? Like I've fundamentally up-leveled in the amount of love I can give into the world, the amount of space and guidance and leadership. I know that it's just so powerful to grow your family and it only happens a few times in your life, right? So cherishing that is super important and creating the space to cherish that is very important. When I was postpartum with my first son, Frank, there's this wonderful picture of me holding our newborn son and I'm in the hospital and I've got like crazy messy hair. And I was like super relieved that the birth part was over. And so we'd just been moved into the room that we were going to spend the night. And my husband snaps this picture. Frank's asleep in my arms. And I love this picture to this day. But the next frame was literally me taking my sleeping son, placing him in the clear bassinet and jumping into my slack and being like, hey guys, had the baby. I'll be out for a day and then I'll just be back into it. And so at the time, I remember being like, ah, oh, look how committed I am. I'm a rock star business owner. I'm in the hospital bed responding to emails and doing the slack thing. But like the little voice in the back of my head, the one that's connected to all the gut and the intuition and all the things that you have about your life, your business and the things is like, whoa, you literally have a physical representation of where your priorities lie. And this is how you're starting off this relationship. So it felt really confronting to me. And I always wish I could go back to that time and do it a little bit differently. But then when I really reflect on it, I'm like, I needed that experience in order to create the type of value that is now accessible to moms planning maternity leave if they run their own shop. Because it's incredibly valuable to be able to just disconnect, be with your family, and then really absorb all of the incredible lessons and learnings that motherhood brings if this is your first baby. Like motherhood provides us with the incredible backdrop that you can bring directly into growing a business and running a team. You become a more empathetic leader. Over the years, I know I've told you this in confidence, Liz, but I struggle with patience pretty significantly. And there is like nothing that is a better teacher of patience than like having having a conversation with a three-year-old little boy who is just so demanding of all the things. And I like tried to help him breathe through a lot of the things that he's wanting and, and all the stuff. It's just so interesting because I think if we really tune in, we can find that a lot of the challenges that we're facing in our business and the challenges that we're facing at home the opportunities that we're facing in either side as well are really correlated and really aligned. So creating that space is, is going to be really helpful. So tactically, what we do with moms who come through our programs and, and work with us directly on this is, is we first and foremost make sure that they have an intention. So we say, all right, this is the type of leave I want. I know a lot of moms, myself included, when I took my second maternity leave with my son, Jack, it was amazing. I did a hybrid and I worked half the time and I took that first month off and then I started back at like half capacity. And I love working. Like I love what I do and I love specific things around creating content and writing copy. Like it's just a huge love for me. And it felt 
like I was connected with myself in those moments. So not working, quote unquote, through maternity leave is okay. And also working through maternity leave is also okay. But work for the sake of work or work because you feel like you have to or work because there's a gigantic fire that you need to put out that pulls you away from your family is not the type of work I'm talking about. I'm talking about that 90-90 proactive work, life creating a difference. And so focusing on some of that is going to be really critical. Now, if you've got a team leaning on their expertise and their knowledge and things is going to be absolutely impeccable. So oftentimes what I'll tell my moms is if if you don't have a central location for company knowledge, that's going to be domino number one, meaning how do I do blank? And then nine results come up and they can choose and sift between the things that they need to connect them with resources. That'll decrease the questions that you're getting. It'll decrease the amount of times that you're pulled back into the business. The second big thing that I create or the second domino that needs to fall is that you need to create a centralized location for projects and consider that if there are things that are going to be running without your advice or without your direct involvement, that we need a clear understanding of what those are, who is involved, and what needs to happen with that. And then the third big domino, the one that was actually the most impactful for me personally, was a centralized location for all key company metrics. Because if you're in a position mm. where you don't know how many leads are coming in, you don't know how many of those leads are turning into sales for you, you don't know about how long your customers are staying on average or whatever it is your model looks like, and you can't check that at 2 a.m. while you're doing a feeding to just like silent that voice inside your head, then it's going to be a challenge. And I think all of those things, if they're in place before your leave so that you can take this time off, you can be with your family. You can get some visibility into what the future of your business and life looks like. You can come back and say, cool, now let's improve these tools and use them to grow the business in a way that feels aligned and feels peaceful and feels manageable. And it's going to change the game. Something that also happened through my personal maternity leave is my number two in the business she became a leader for our clients. So she was my administrative assistant at the time. And really what I said to her is I was like, look, I trust you. You understand how I want things done. I really need you to serve in this capacity. And she stepped up in a big way and now manages all of our client accounts. So it also gives the room, right? Again, creating space, creating capacity. It gives the room for others to shuffle up, right? And, and actually really support you right. at a higher level. Which is ultimately what we want, right? We were talking, we were having a side conversation the other day about the idea of being a leader of leaders. And ultimately, exactly. I think sometimes we, we forget that in our business of it is not our goal to find task masters and keep them in that task forever. It's to help them, like give them a place and a home within our business to become mm -hmm. the people they're called to be too. And when we have to step aside, it gives those people people time and space to step into their possibility and to really shine in their gifts. Depending on when people are listening to this, I have either finally <laughs> told the world of our news or you're hearing it here first, but Allie already knows this. We're expecting our fifth baby. Very Woo! excited, very just head spinning. It's what's another little bit of chaos at this point. <laughs> and so this has been like, I'm your ideal client. This has been heavy on my mind. I'm paying close attention. And I'm very passionate about the fact that you're doing this work because it is such a gift to so many entrepreneurs who feel trapped within their business. That is their reality is I know I'm, I say all the time that I'm totally unemployable. I'm like, I will be an entrepreneur forever because I could never just step into a big company and just follow the rules. It's just not in my DNA. I've tried it and it didn't go well. And so I know <laughs> this is the life for me. 
and I'm passionate about what I do, but man, do I have to pay this price? Do I have to lose that time? Do I have to just always be the engine that keeps this thing going? And I think a lot of people really try and separate their lives as parents and business owners. But I feel like the work you're doing is giving people permission, moms, parents, to not have to split their lives in two and instead come alive in their two callings of motherhood and entrepreneurship and to live that both and life and to embrace that they aren't a business owner during these set hours and a mom during these set hours, that those worlds just can't live in harmony. So you have to keep them separated. And it's giving us an opportunity to really embrace both and prioritize both in a really special, sacred way. And I that's what I view this master maternity leave as one of the many things. And what's funny, it's also giving people the kick in the pants. I don't know about you, but there's nothing like a due date that exactly gets my butt in gear. Like every time I'm pregnant, I like create something massive and new because I'm like, okay, I've only got really eight months because by the time you're realizing you're pregnant, you have limited time. And then I always end up creating a new podcast or program or launching something or whatever. It's funny because I feel like you're giving people permission and the how, which is important because a lot of us are visionaries and we don't know the how of saying, I am going to set my business up for the success I've always wanted it to have and for the freedom that I've always wanted to access because I'm going to step into maternity leave intentionally, but not just for that maternity leave so that when I come back, I have the business that I've always wanted and I can take it to the next level, like when I'm ready. So I just would love for you to speak just from a mindset perspective into anybody that has that hesitation right now or is feeling like overwhelmed or I'm not a systems person. Give them a little reassurance. I know that your process, like you are the process queen. So if anybody's on the fence, like again, go to Allie's Instagram, we'll link it. Just DM her, Liz, and she'll send you that guide. It's so step-by-step and it's going to take that overwhelm out of it. But I just want you to hear it from Allie herself of why you're capable of this and why this is the next step for you if you're in that season of life. Yeah, the bottom line, honestly, and we've talked about quite a bit today in terms of the opportunity that's ahead. But if you do it for no one else, do it for your family and for the baby that you're expecting. Because ultimately, if you bring your baby into this chaos that you feel, there is going to be some part of their experience of their mother as this frantic, overwhelmed, overworked person. And what I experienced quite a bit in my first leave was I was showing up as not the person I wanted to be for my child. I was showing up frantic. I was showing up in a way that wasn't aligned with the picture I had in my mind or the intuition I knew I could really make. I could make myself into a better person. And so a lot of that came with feeling really tethered to my business and feeling really confronted by the fact that I felt pulled in a thousand different directions and my life really wasn't integrated. So the opportunity you have here is to take maternity leave as the accelerator into a beautiful integrated motherhood and business life. And I will say that I've taught systems and processes to eight and nine figure organizations and structured like 
acquisition growth models. And it's freaking challenging. <laughs> like it's super challenging. And I find that my skills in operations allow me to, I think, simplify the things that are actually going to make the most impact for small business owners. Because what's working for eight and nine figure companies is now distilled down for small teams and easily implementable by founders like you guys. And I think we can, like I said before, actualize really incredible results with just a little bit of discipline in the right direction and the right tools. So what I do in master maternity leave is not give all of the things. I just give the specific things, the don't guess, do this next type of vibe. And that's just who I am. I don't like overwhelming and I don't like things that feel cumbersome to update. And I don't like having documented the temperature of the room at which you take sales calls. It doesn't serve. <laughs> it's not helpful. So I'm definitely not the full of red tape person. I'm definitely the simple things that make massive results person. And I think really linearly. So I think a lot of the women who've worked with us on this particular process are just telling me that things feel calm, they feel simple, and there's always the what's next, right? It's okay, I've done this, now what? I've done this, now what? And you can do it if you decide. I think there's definitely, one of my one of my coaches always says there's a difference between a decision and deciding. So a decision is made once and deciding is done every day. And I think if we are deciding actively that this is going to work for us, that's the hardest part. Allie, I feel like you've done a great service for our listeners, just opening their mind to, I think, something that they maybe didn't even have on their radar, think was available to them. We'll link your information in the show notes, but everybody go connect with Allie Caffrey. She is a just <laughs> wealth of information, a joy to follow because she's in it. Like she's living it, guys. She's every day deciding. She's got the little ones at home. And Allie, I'm so grateful for your wisdom and for your friendship and to do this motherhood entrepreneurship dance together through life. <laughs> it's just such a privilege and a gift. So thank you for taking the time with us today. Likewise. I appreciate you having me, Liz. My joy. I hope today's episode gave you what you needed. If it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next powerful episode. And I know it's so cliche to ask for a review. It always feels weird asking for one, but you guys, that makes a huge impact on the show. We read every one of them and it helps us get incredible guests to serve you. Don't be shy. I love connecting with our listeners. You can follow along on Instagram when I'm on there at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question or guest you have for us, reach out, share your thoughts. You can connect at marketing at luminaryleadershipco.com. And we do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve you. Thanks for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. Tune in next week to keep building your legacy and becoming the confident visionary leader you are meant to be.